Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster, and while you can find all things Blue Jackets here, if you want something more uh, league-wide, Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the NHL. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and the game recaps each day. You can subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. So today, uh, I teased it a little bit at the end of last week, I sat down with Erica Ayala of Lockdown Kraken to talk all things expansion draft, all things Kraken, uh, a little bit of an introduction into Erica and how she made it from uh, women's basketball all the way to covering men's hockey. So I will uh, get right into it. Uh, so most of you know there is... Uh... It's pretty big news happening in the in the NHL next week. Obviously, the Seattle Kraken are having their expansion draft. Uh, but more exciting for us, uh, the Lockdown Podcast Network launched a new show just a couple of weeks ago with the addition of a new team. We've got Lockdown Seattle Kraken. I've been super excited about this team. I'm super excited about this podcast. Uh, and so I thought we would bring in uh, the, the host herself. So I've got uh, Eric Ayala. On the show today, we're going to be chatting uh, expansion draft, the Blue Jacket protected list, who I think uh, the Seattle Kraken will take, who I think they should take, because those are two very different answers. Um, but I guess just to just to kind of start off, uh, Erica, could you tell us a little bit about you and kind of how you ended up hosting the show? Sure thing. Well, first of all, Jay, thank you so much for having me. I know we've been in some Spotify green rooms together and certainly interacting on social media. So it's it's fun to be here. And we can finally talk about the expansion draft with uh, with the expansion list. So we'll get into all that. But as for me, I was brought on board. We started Locked on Kraken on July 1st, so we're a little over two weeks in now, but I, I come from the Locked on Podcast Network. I am a host of Locked on Women's Basketball, which much like the Locked on NHL show covers all of women's basketball. So we're obviously focused on WNBA, but it's an Olympic year. We cover college and uh, everything in between, really. And as far as my experience in the hockey space, I've been a reporter for women's hockey for going on seven seasons now. It follows the National Women's Hockey League, so that's where I got my start. I've also done some broadcasting for a handful of teams, the Connecticut Whale, the Boston Pride, and the Riveters as a rinkside reporter. So I have some broadcast background. But I also, and this is where my experience with Locked On and then with the Seattle Kraken kind of came to be, I'm a freelance writer, and I did some freelancing for it. Um, NHL Seattle. So before there was a name, before we released the Kraken, <laughs> I was able to work with the franchise to do some writing. And that's when I really got interested in being able to provide some unique coverage. And at that time, the Locked On Network was getting ready to start making plans. And not just for the Kraken, but for a few other shows. And so I was like, well, hey, don't know much about these teams, but I do know a little bit about Seattle. So how about that? And over the few months, talk to people like Sean. And here I am. 
Yeah, I, I remember, because it was before it was officially announced that I ended up, I saw your name on a, an email thread for Lockdown NHL, and I was just super excited, because I've kind of been following the NWHL, obviously I knew you were in Lockdown Women's Basketball, and like I was like, oh, this is so cool, Erica's going to be joining the squad, super excited for that, and now, you know, it's all been announced, Seattle's been live for a couple of weeks now, and yeah, super excited to kind of see where where the show goes. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I guess the the first thing is um, how do you feel about the uh, expansion draft as it as it is? Obviously, the protected lists all came out today. Are there any surprises, or have you got any people uh, on the list that you're immediately like, oh, I would like that guy and that guy, or anyone that you immediately are like, oh, no, we don't want anything to do with him. Right. Yeah. So I think honestly, even before the official lists were made public which at the time of this recording was earlier this morning i think some of the trades the last minute trades really shook up the nhl and so now you've got some players that you know have been dealt elsewhere some of the deals quite honestly as far as you know value or if there was even an actual trade this for that have been really interesting to see from the seattle perspective um you know because we obviously don't have any players and so there's no attachments there's no history to the franchise and i don't know that's been a little bit interesting i think um carrie price though is definitely one that came a little later um in in the news cycle if you will that was a little bit surprising that goaltender obviously from montreal so i don't know it was someone else i had on the show it was marissa and jemmy actually who said that you know she thinks the seattle kraken could be a broker of goalies so to speak so maybe we don't necessarily keep the goalies that we select or we kind of instigate so to speak trades and i think we've already seen a little bit of that yeah, for sure. I was just thinking about that earlier, actually. There are a ton of goalie free agents kind of floating around the league at the minute. And I was like, it would be like it would be chaos, but it would be a lot of fun if Seattle just decided we're going to take like six goalies and then <laughs> see what the other teams will give us for them. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So it was interesting to hear Marissa and Jemmy say that, who actually has just um, accepted a role officially as uh, the Kraken reporter for the Seattle Times. So uh, she's already off to a good start as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, big, big fan of big fan of Marissa. I'm very, really excited to see her. Uh... So coming up in a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Erica. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar, which is the best and most delicious protein bar in the world. They've got nine incredible flavors. They've got raspberry. They've got mint brownie. They've got orange. They've got cookies and cream. They've got coconut. I have not tried a Built Bar yet that I haven't liked. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're also good for you as well. They've got at least 17 grams of protein in each bar. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Uh, There's only four grams of sugar, only four grams of net carbs. And once again, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. If you are the kind of guy that goes to the gym, then and you want an extra kick of protein in your diet, that Built Bar is for you. If, like me, the most exercise you get is uh, jogging up and down the stairs after the dog that you're looking after, then Built Bar is for you as well. So order today, get raspberry or German chocolate or whichever flavor you like. And here's the best bit. If you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
So, yeah, well, I mean, I want to ask you the same question. I obviously have been listening to the show and you asked and I I, I kind of, you know, tilted away from it just a little bit because I, I was listening to your podcast and you, as I was listening, I think I was walking down the street from like grocery shopping or something. And you mentioned a name that even as someone who is relatively new to covering the NHL regularly and consistency, a name that really kind of. I had a strong reaction to, shall we say, and that's one Max Domi. <laughs> yes. Um, I genuinely, I I was kind of, so I recorded on Friday and I was like, listen, this is what I would do personally, but in no way do I expect the Blue Jackets to do this because it doesn't seem like a very kind of Blue Jacket move. Um, they ended up exposing Max Domi to the draft. Um, I'm kind of in two minds about whether Seattle actually takes him like on paper it seems like a pretty good choice um you know he's a, a still pretty young he's a ufa after next season so they can flip him if they want um he's a pretty kind of highly rated player in some circles which is surprising as a person who watched him all of last season um and didn't really see um much of anything that, that I enjoyed about about Max Domi's game. There were there were some good parts, but for for the most part, I can't like. I'm I'm pretty happy that we've exposed him at the expense of keeping uh, one of our younger players. That is uh, maybe not have a higher ceiling as Domi, but I've really liked um, what Eric Robinson has brought to the team. Um, I always call him like Josh Anderson light, um, and he's he's a big guy, super fast. When his hands catch up to his feet, I think he's going to be really, uh, really good potential twenty goal scorer in this league. Um, so, but in terms of in terms of Max Domi, yeah, I I kind of said that off like just off off the cuff, like yeah, I would I would expose Max Domi, um, f that guy, and then um, maybe like twelve hours later, I started hearing rumblings of oh maybe. Maybe Columbus is leaning is leaning that way, and then you know, as as it happens, we found out kind of late ish Saturday night that they are in fact uh, exposing Max Domi, which is a big, a yeah, it's it's a pretty big, pretty big surprise. I think um, I didn't think that this was something that the Blue Jackets were were gonna do. Um, it's uh, it's a strange one, and uh, yeah, again, I'm in two minds about whether or not. Seattle's going to take him. Um, so, like, for Kraken people who maybe haven't seen as much of Max Domi as, as Blue Jackets fans, um, he had shoulder surgery not too long ago, so he's going to be missing probably the first three months of the season. Uh, recovering from that, um, again, he's a UFA next season. He's currently making $5.3 million, um, which is a big contract for a guy like that. Um, so... On one hand, it feels like they're exposing him and hoping that Seattle don't take him because of all those things. And then essentially that gives them a free uh, expansion spot or an ex a free slot to protect another player. Um, or Seattle could call Columbus's bluff and, and take and take Domi to be their, um, their number one center. Right. And so speaking... Speaking just from the hockey's perspective for a minute, you know, Max Domi was drafted in the first round 12th overall by Phoenix 2013. And as you mentioned, it does play center. In some of my conversations, those listening from Locked on Kraken will know this. You know, 
I, I've had conversations with people who are um, looking at whether it's the expansion draft, but certainly the entry draft. And uh, for those who know, I've been pretty heavy on Matty Beneers because he is scouted to be a player that will remain at the center position as opposed to being pushed out to the wing at the NHL level. And that's something that Ron Francis has talked about, securing the middle. So that's your goaltenders, your defenders, and, of course, your centermen. So on the one hand, yes, you know, top-line center Max Domi obviously has, uh, you know, almost 200 uh, – or, excuse me, has almost 300 points in his NHL career. He's at 275 last season, uh, 24 points, 9 goals, 15 assists. But, you know um, – do you think that he still has the, the the caliber, though, really to, in this expansion, be a player that is going to be that good mix? We talked about this on Green Room. A good mix of someone who has NHL experience, who can play the center role, and also has that leadership capability to bring up what is likely to be a very young Seattle Kraken team. Yeah, it's... Max Domi's a bit of a he's a bit of an odd one. He kind of falls in the in that weird gray area of still kind of young, but also has been around in the league long enough that I think people will consider him a leader. Um, and yeah, just looking at his on ice stuff, it's it's frustrating because when we we made the trade at the start of last season, initially I was kind of a bit wary, um, but I do think that he still has that capability of being. You know, he was a seventy point player three seasons ago. Um, and I think it was probably a combination of getting moved up and down the lineup by Tortorella. Um, I don't know when his shoulder got injured, but it wouldn't be surprise me if he was playing injured for at least part of the season. Um, and also just like not fitting in to, to the systems that John Tortorella wanted him to, to play. It's the same kind of problems we had with Patrick Line. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the high offense players don't typically do very well in Columbus's system because we're a, a big uh, defensive team. We don't score a lot of goals, um, which, I mean, I could talk for a long time about my issues with that specifically. <laughs> Coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Erica. But first, I would tell you about Bet Online because the NHL season might be over, but the bets do not stop. You can already bet on next year's Stanley Cup winner. So if you want to go for a sure thing, like the Colorado Avalanche, or if you want to make a, a bit more of a risky bet with the Blue Jackets, or hey, even a team like the Seattle Kraken, then Bet Online is the place to do that. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You can get every sport, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC. Uh, you can probably get, you know, WWE, horse racing, curling, uh, polo, every sport that you can think of. Bet online probably has it. So don't sit on the bench anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the next season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. If you use promo code Locked On or one word, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's promo code Locked On or one word at betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. But um, it would not surprise me at all if Max Domi walked into Seattle and scored like 70 points or like the equivalent of 70 points for however many games he actually plays um, once his once his shoulders heals. So, yeah, he feels like a player that um, 
would go ahead to succeed on the Kraken. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same as um, the William Carlson situation, which again, if, if people aren't familiar, we uh, gave them William Carl. We gave uh, the Vegas Golden Knights William Carlson, who I think had something like nine career goals with us in the three or four seasons that he played with us, uh, and then he went he went on to score forty three goals in that right. original season with um, with Vegas. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was a similar story with Max Domi, um, because I think we talked about this on the on the locker room or the sorry the green room a little bit. Is that spite is a really powerful motivator, and when you get a group of guys together like what happened in Vegas, which is guys that were um, not abandoned by their teams, but they were basically told, you know, we don't value enough to want to protect you. They kind of all banded together and were like, well, we'll show every other team in the league why they should have kept us. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Max Domi turned into one of those players and just victimized um, A, the Columbus Blue Jackets when we play them and B, a very weak uh, Pacific division. Yes, and that's another thing that has certainly been making rounds. There's already some predictions given who the unprotected players are, where the Seattle Kraken will fall when it comes to uh, the division, but we can talk about that on another podcast. But I do, Jay, want to ask you about potential off the ice. I've talked a lot uh, on this podcast. I've talked about it when you and I were in the green room together that culture seems to be massive for the Seattle Kraken franchise. I'm assuming that will also translate to the ice. And we even talked about that. That might be a little difficult just given where hockey is kind of when it comes to equity, diversity, inclusion, anti-racism work. But again, the reason that the name Max Domi stood out to me is because off of the ice and within that context of really trying to make hockey a little bit different and Seattle leading the way in a lot of places. I think some people may question if Max Domi is a good ambassador for what the Seattle Kraken has been talking about when it comes to that side of hockey. Yeah, he, so I don't want to get like super bogged down in the details and everything, but yeah, he has um, made some questionable statements about uh, immigrants in Canada and America. Um, I know his dad, Taidomi, was a big Trump fan. Um, I assume that, you know, like father, like son, I don't want to... you know, go ahead and call him an aggressive Republican or anything, but that's very much the vibe I get from Max Domi. And it would feel, yeah, I think with all of the work that the Kraken have been doing in terms of, you know, hockey is for everyone, which is a statement that I have all kinds of issues with. But if in this, you know, this this culture that they're trying to create of diversity, inclusion, making a um, making a difference, making the kind of hockey culture that you know, people should want their their sons to be involved in. I think, yeah, Max Domi doesn't fit with um, what the Kraken are trying to do off ice, I don't think, um, which I think is is another reason that I would be surprised um, if, they, if they took him. I think that would be a real, not a kick in the teeth, but it would feel a little bit like, oh, okay, so you, you are talking, you're talking the talk, but you aren't quite walking the walk. Yeah, with right. your your picks. Right, right. And, you know, we'll see. Uh, it is worth noting that Max Domi was among some of the players that, especially in the last year, have talked about, you know, 
being a part of the change. And, you know, he used hashtag until we all win in a video that he posted, uh, you know, in May of last year. This is coming off of the heels of the murder of George Floyd. Um, it's it's one of those things. And we might have even alluded to it uh, at uh, on the Spotify Green Room session and certainly on the podcast before. It's It's going to take some time to get to where I personally would like hockey to be. And I talked a lot about that. You know, there's the, there's a difference between people who are a part of communities that are targeted and are marginalized asking for change and a, a certain pace of change while they have to deal with that injustice and some right, sometimes downright racism, homophobia, you know, etc. versus people who essentially are new to the space. And even though the NHL is over 100 years old, we're what, not even five years into actually celebrating Black History Month and a lot of other things. So, you know, the pace that I personally would want for myself in, in any capacity versus what a place like the NHL is capable of, those are going to be two different things. Now, do I agree that they should? Most days, no. But there is some understanding that myself as an individual, as a person, as a human being, I'm in a different, I'm in a different lane. I am, um, I've been talking about this since I can remember and the NHL really hasn't, <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. So, yeah. uh, you and know, I do want to, I do want to say, you know, in, in, in vague defense of, of Max Domi that like when he was acquired by the Blue Jackets, I did go through his like Twitter likes and things like that. And, you know, I've been, I've been burnt like that before um, in terms of, of players um, but for, for, for the most part, it seems like he's really kind of quote unquote, like cleaned up his act, especially around social media, whether that means he's changed as a person or whether it means that, you know, Montreal kind of got him to shut all that down when he was traded there is, is another matter. But, you know, it, it, for, for the most part, it seems like he has kind of grown as a person from those comments that he made, which were, I think several years ago. Yeah. So. And that's that's also fair. That's fair to mention, but you know, would be remiss not to include it. But not as you as you said, not as necessarily a sweeping indictment or an you know or a praise of him. These are the facts. This is where we're at, um, and we have to deal with it. And part of dealing with it is having the conversation. So I guess only time will tell when it comes to that. But. Um, and that's about all the time I have for today. Tomorrow I will have more of my conversation with Erica about the Seattle Kraken, about which of our boys they will be stealing forever, etc, etc. Uh, I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at und underscore Jacob, J-A-K-O-B, Foster, F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can follow this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.